Today, I get to speak with Nick. He's the VP of sales of a company called Efficient Hire. They provide software to restaurant owners to help them increase the number of applicants they receive and hire them electronically, which saves a lot of time. They also manage ACA compliance, which is linked to bringing a lot of tax credits back to restaurant owners. And we talk all about that during this show as well. He's also a father of three awesome kids. And when he's not working, he is probably playing sports with one of them. Let's enjoy the show. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Can you hear me well? I can, yeah. What about me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you great. Awesome. All right, so great. what's happening today? Busy day? Or? Well, yeah, it is a busy day. I actually, uh, I have a hard stop here in half an hour, just so you know, but uh, all good, yeah. Perfect. All right, Nick, I'm super excited to be chatting with you today uh, about some of the issues we all have in the restaurant business, particularly the hiring, you know, the employees, the good and bad and the ugly. Particularly, we're going to talk about a lot of the hiring process and some of the onboarding, different tips you have in terms of the job posting. So I'm really hoping that folks can get a few tips and apply it and obviously make some dough uh, here at Making Dough Show. So first, I want to chat a little bit about the struggle about finding new employees. And I think it's not just restaurants you would probably um, agree with. I think with the low unemployment rate, everybody's fighting to find employees. And so what do you see happening in the state of the industry right now in 2020 and restaurants struggling with that? Uh, finding employees or finding good prospects, good quality employees. Uh, We don't get a lot of people applying relatively either. So that's one of the other challenges we have. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's a problem, you know, with all the customers that we talk to and across really all industries, to your point, because of that low unemployment rate, you know, the struggle is real. It's someone's coming in and, and it comes down to who can hire the candidate the quickest. You know, someone comes in and interviews with, with, one shop and then goes down the street and has another interview and you know these people you know the the goal right now for a a lot of a lot of companies is how can we hire these people as fast as possible and you know there's all sorts of new technology techs to apply and different solutions mcdonald's has a new solution out there and and they're all geared in mind with let's just make it fast and easy to get candidates because um you know the process of doing the interview and follow-up phone calls to, to bring these people in those days are long gone could you tell me a little bit, you just kind of mentioned McDonald's. What is, what is it that they're doing different? So they have a new product called McHire, and it's really through this artificial intelligence, conversational uh, text, or, or even you can go into some locations, have these kiosks in there. And it's all just, you know, again, through AI conversation uh, with the goal of, of collect the right data, hire this person immediately, and put them to work. And, and again, it, it's shifting the focus from making it easy. Just, you know, the, the goal, it used to be, you know, fill out my tough application. And now the mm-hmm. mindset has changed to, hey, let me make it easy for this person on any device to come into my store or, you know, text this number and, and start working for me right away. I think one of the things that uh, you mentioned was the speed and obviously convenience is the two things you're mentioning that we do mm-hmm. need to work on. We ourselves, we conduct, I'm going to say two to three interviews and I I think that our, our hiring process of interviewing, we want to vet that person, it's too long. So I already think that, as you mentioned, people are just not applying to one location. They're applying to multiple locations. That whoever snatches them first, right? Whoever gets them first, that's, that's the one to go. So um, that was a great tip uh, for me uh, personally. So thanks for that. Uh, I wanted to go over a little bit about something that um, I feel a lot of us in the restaurant, we forget to have a sales approach or like a view our job posting more as a sales copy that 
would stand out among all this other job postings or everybody's looking for another house manager server or cook or we're all looking for that and then what's left is the rate i mean if the rate is listed there for the dollar amount rate or whatever we're not really our job posting isn't you know it's not standing out so what are some of the tips you have there that we can apply to make our job posting stand out yeah no doubt i mean there, there's two things you know there's First, you can, you can throw technology, all the technology of the world that you want mm. as a problem and post to every job board. But just because you're on every job board, if you look at most jobs, you know, they're all the, the most boring things to read. A lot of them, you know, overstate the requirements of the job. You know, it's, uh, I'm hi applying for a pizza delivery job and the requirements are must have driver's license, must have car. It's like, well, obviously, anyone who's going to apply for this you know, is going to know that that's a basic requirement. So ma making it more simple, there are things you can do, you know, through the application to, to kind of screen that. But, you know, number one is let's not be so boring with our job approaches. Let's quit overstating really the requirements of it. And they're also not engaging. You know, the, the job application or the job description, you know, it's really the goal of it is to tell them why they want to apply. The goal of, of any job description should be get this candidate to apply. And, it, and the second piece is, you know, even the language of that job description should really reflect the culture, uh, you know, of, of the place, um, you know, using language. And again, if you, based on the language you use, you're going to interact and engage the people that, that fit your culture. So maybe if you have, you know, a really sports culture, you have a, a soccer team or, mm. or whatever it might be, you know, then bring that out to light. And then that's going to attract that kind of the culture that you already have and that you want. You know, if you're a very serious restaurant, um, you know, maybe the job description is very serious and you have, you know, more serious, you know, server requirements. And again, the people that apply for that are typically going to fall in the culture that you've already started to build. Uh, those are some great points here. I also wanted to add, I think many of them are job postings are long and anybody would know. Nowadays, nobody reads. If it's yep. just too long and long paragraphs, it's just such a waste of space you need to get to the point. I think some of the requirements you said, um, I think also it is good to state some of the values that oh, be reliable on what I would think it is. I think is, I mean, there was a time it was good to say that, but I feel like those things are meaningless. Everybody thinks, oh, I have great work ethic. And I don't know, I feel like it's not really, right? I mean, a lot of, I mean, you want to kind of talk about what are the values of the company or you're looking for somebody who's reliable, who's this, who's that, but everybody thinks they are that. So you're just wasting space. Uh, instead of getting to the point. And I think like ultimately the one call to action is to get that person to want to work for you and repel those that, that don't. Maybe if it's a restaurant who's really family friendly and wants people who love kids. So that way you're repelling those who don't love kids necessarily who want to work in that environment or it's a sports bar or whatever it is that you were mentioning. So um, I think those are great tips. I want to ask you about the title. What are some of the ways you think that the title can be slightly more enticing than what we usually title like cook this that sure yeah so you know a couple things i have a list too and if anyone's interested i'll, I'll share it with you hengam and you can you know okay. put it up there i'm contacted but there's really six kind of things that we would recommend to, to our customers and really to anyone out there that wants to you know get more people to apply for their job you know when they're looking at the job you know the whole build of the job description you know the first thing is the intro or the title now that is what's going to show up on all the job boards. So for there, you want to be, you know, very short and very, you know, very specific as to, to what the job is. Um, you know, so it, it might be, you know, manager of a, you know, pizza mart or whatever. You know, again, very specific and you know, descriptive of what the job is. But then the second piece is, you know, you really want to talk. You know, what we recommend is the first piece is the intro. The second piece is the about our company. 
And when we say that, it's not the, you know, click on the About Us page and read about the owner. You know, this is, you know, and again, we recommend our customers talk to their employees, you know, talk to someone else who's doing this job. And really, hey, when your friends ask you what you do, you know, Hengen, what do you tell them? Because that's really what this job is like. So, you know, let's be a little more specific about, you know, what our company is. And then the next piece is, you know, a day in the life of. Um, so, you know, really walk them through, hey, you'll show up here at, you know, 1030, you'll, you know, help full boxes till 11, from 11 to 1130, you know, you'll sit down with your manager, these are your goals, these are your requirements, these are your expectations, uh, you know, and then some very short bullet list requirements as well. And we also say get rid of the, get rid of the word preferred in there. You know, I think, you know, GED, uh, great, you know, college degree preferred. Yeah. Well, you know, all that does is scare people off, of course, I mean, you know, I would prefer a PhD to a master's. I think anyone, anyone, you know, you know, knows that, you know, the higher degree is preferred. But again, putting that language in there, it just distracts people or makes them not want to apply. Uh, you know, the fifth thing is pay. You want to talk about pay, but but also benefits. And every company, you know, does have unique benefits. Again, you know, some restaurants might have a, you know, a, a trivia night, or they might have a, again a soccer team or a softball team, and and there is a true benefit to that. And, and so it's really a chance to sell. Not only, you know, what, what is the benefit of working here financially, but, you know, what's it going to do socially? You know, what can I expect? Um, and then the last piece, and this is a really important, is, you know, tell them exactly how to apply. You know, even mm -hmm. language like, hey, you know, we want you to come work for us. We want you to join the team. We've made it easy for you to apply. Simply, you know, follow X, Y, Z instruction to do it. So to really, you know, make sure the call to action is in there so that, uh, you know, that, you know, again, it's, it's sort of like closing the deal. We, we've sold them all this really great stuff. And now let's close and, and get them to apply and get them engaged with our, uh, with our management team. Uh, I really love those six points you mentioned, uh, particularly the part about the benefits. I think that's ultimately what's going to sell um, that person into applying for our restaurant. I feel like one of the things that happens, if you're just competing in the rate, maybe we can't, um, especially if you have a local restaurant, maybe you won't be able to compete in a rate level with, say, Chick-fil-A, which they're kind of busy all day long. They're able to pay their people way more. So it's critical to highlight the benefits. I think that, you know, opportunities for growth that somebody will have, some of the things that they can be way more hands-on, learning things and kind of be part of shaping this company to the next level, just kind of the vision of the company. I think that those are incredibly um, useful information to put in there. I, I, can t I can see that it would work. And again, those are areas I see that we need to work on uh, ourselves. And uh, the part about the call to action, making it easy and convenient. Are you seeing a lot of people, because I've seen even McDonald's incorporate some texting um, to that. Is it like, are you seeing people like to just do things on a website, no longer want to walk in, or they do want to walk in and I, written application are you suggesting let's have kind of as many different ways and make it as convenient as possible where do, what do you recommend here you know we're seeing I think over half of our customers are are doing everything from a mobile device so number one especially you know in the, in the hospitality it's got to be mobile friendly again it's got to be quick so whether it's a, you know a text to apply or a three-minute quick apply um, there's just got to be you know an easy way to do it so you know written applications it's you know, sometimes it's tough to get away from those, but even the second piece of it too, just because we hired someone, I've made an offer in employment, you know, the next piece of going through all the paperwork and the onboarding, mm -hmm. you know, we're seeing a lot of that, you know, be electronic as well. And, you know, with, with the, you know, the added compliance and different documents by, you know, the states, it really is beneficial to, to handle that electronically as well, obviously reduce the risk for any errors. And again, with, with the ultimate goal of, make it quick and easy for me to get folks in here so I can you know, mm -hmm. get back to, to what I need to do. 
Definitely. Uh, thanks for all those tips. I wanted to just go over a little bit about a program you mentioned that I had never heard of. You're calling it WOTC, which is W-O-T-C. What is that program and how can restaurant owners benefit from it? You were some, something about the Empowering Zone and Indian tax credits. What is that about? Yeah, no, great question. So the, so the Work Opportunity Tax Credit, it's been around, I think, seven or eight years now, and I could be wrong on that. But essentially, it's a federal, a federal program that is designed to incentivize employers to hire employees from certain eligibility groups. And there's about eight different groups. There's a, a group for, vet, uh, for veterans. There's a group for uh, felons. There's a group for anyone on food stamps, TANF, uh, empowerment zones. And the way it works is when someone's applying for the job or going through the onboarding, and, and we typically recommend, you know, when you're doing the I-9, you screen them for this WOTC. Uh, typically the way it works is they answer some yes or no questions. Our data across all industries suggests that 20% of all employees being hired are eligible for one of these uh, groups. And in the restaurant industry, it's closer to 25 to 30%, again, depending on geography. So, so what that means is restaurant people are already hiring, managers are already hiring you know, these WASI eligible employees. They're just not taking advantage of this tax credit. So there's a program out there that uh, you know, we, we, my, you know, my company is a WASI processor. We essentially help customers screen new hires for this WOTC uh, tax. And then, you know, the credits can be per individual anywhere from $2,400, which is sort of the average credit. Uh, but there's some veteran groups that can get the business owner $9,600 credit, uh, you know, wow. in that first year. So it's this great program. I have a ton of information I'm happy to share, uh, you know, with you or the audience on it. But uh, that's so great. The one last thing, sorry, I'm just, one last thing about it is it's all contingency based. So you really never pay for WASPI until you actually earn a credit. So, so we say as long as you hire over 25 people a year, if you have any sort of federal tax liability, you should sign up for this program. That's interesting. We do have uh, multiple vets uh, that do work different positions in our restaurants, some deliveries and, or we actually have even active duties who just kind of on the weekends work. I mean, we have multiple of those. So yeah, that, that's something for us to look into. So uh, thanks very much, Nick. I, I just think that this was really intense and rich. Uh, you know, one of the things that I really loved is I feel like you touch point, you know, it said a few things that we can kind of go deep ourselves, kind of do more research and kind of improve upon. I wanted you to talk a little bit about your company, Efficient Hire. What do you guys do and how do you guys benefit restaurant owners, particularly when it comes to hiring and how do you guys kind of ease the pain and save us time and kind of, uh, and also again, how can people more learn more about you? Yeah, awesome. Thanks. So yeah, my company is called Efficient Hire. Uh, we are laser focused, you know, on the hiring spot. So we have an applicant tracking system, makes it easy to post to different job boards. We also have a lot of information about just because you're posting to job boards, how can we help you stand out? We also have electronic onboarding. So doing all of the I-9, signing all the policies, all from a phone. So that way when you hire someone, you know, all you have to do is sit down and do part two of the I-9. So getting rid of all the paperwork. Um, and then this work opportunity tax credit. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we also do ACA reporting and compliance. And again, most of our customers, the ones that hire typically over 50 people a year, these after the first year, it takes about a year for these work opportunity tax credits to start coming back in. Um, but after about a year, these WASI credits will more than cover the cost of the whole onboarding ATS and ACA solution. So That's great. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you my information, but happy to, uh, to share it with uh, anyone else if they're interested. Sure. And then what is your guys' website? Sure. It's efficienthire.com. 
Perfect. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Nick. Uh, I appreciate your time. I, I do think that, again, you guys with you know, your company do offer a value for a restaurant to save them time, make this process convenient, particularly, again, this is a pain point we all have. So uh, any way that we can kind of ease the pain in that, and our people are our assets. So without yep, people, yep. we really don't have much and it can be incredibly stressful to be short-staffed and all that goes into it. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I'm going to make sure I have all the links and the information down below in the description. If anybody wants to check out Efficient Hire, the link will be down below as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the Make a Dough Show. This has been awesome. Perfect. All right, Nick, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate your time. I know your next meeting is coming up. Sure. Okay, perfect. Thanks so much, Nick. Um, I I thought it was great, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was fun. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Hengam. All right. right. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Later. Hey, guys. I hope that you enjoyed this interview with Nick as much as I did. I simply want to share with you a few of my takeaways that I'm going to take away to our restaurant, uh, talking to my husband, talking to our managers, and figure out how we're going to apply some of the things that Nick was sharing. So the first one that stood out to me was speed and convenience. There was a time we've been doing what we've been doing for the last three, four, five years. And we've not necessarily, um, I would say, improved or enhanced our experience when it comes to hiring new people. Our application is too long, in my opinion, now that I realize it. There's so much information that we're asking for that it's not even relevant, right? You know, you're, you're asking for reference and we're not calling the reference, for instance. So what's the point of you know, adding those things and simply maybe somebody who doesn't want to put that information in there or doesn't have a reference. For example, that's just an example of it, right? We're asking for stuff that that is no longer maybe relevant or we're not actually using that information. So it is important to consider the other person's time because nobody has time for nothing and to make it as convenient as possible. If, if it's too long, then you know, it's, it's just going to turn people off, obviously. The part about convenience is Make it available in store, make it available on our website, make it available, like be mobile friendly. You know, what are all the many different ways we can make it easy for people to apply to work for our restaurant? So I felt like that was just incredibly important for us. And I would say uh, our onboarding our onboarding process is slightly long. I think that we do need to focus more on micro training instead of macro training that when somebody starts up front, we maybe provide 10 hours of training. And so if you're quicker to hire people, then you need to be able to vet them in the first two weeks that they start working for you. So if you just spend hour, like eight hours, 10 hours providing training, and if you consider the payroll associated with it, I personally think that uh, that for us at least needs to be revised. In other words, we need to figure out what's going to be the amount of training that we're going to provide to this person and have them perform to see if they're culturally good fit or with our team and or if they are suited for the job or not. But again, I'm not saying this to hire everybody either, but you know what I mean? I feel like for us, the we provide so much training up front and if in a few weeks it doesn't work out with this person because they can't handle the stress or they can't handle working for, for us or whatever for whatever reason, we want to find that out as soon as possible. So I think we ourselves need to focus on micro training way more than just macro training. So that's something that I think it applies for our restaurants. I don't know about you, but the other thing is the job posting itself. The title needs to stand out. I, I feel like we are doing a lot of the same old, same old thing that everybody else is doing and wondering we're just getting the results we're getting. So I don't know about you guys. The description, Nick shared six different points to consider. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, how are you, how's your job description? Currently, I'm sure you'd have some online description, maybe on Snag a Job. I don't know. There are many different um, ones out there. 
that you may be using. How are you trying to stand out or apply what Nick shared? I would love to hear from you. So you can always email me at team at makingdoughshow.com and share with me how you applied different things that Nick shared in the, for your restaurant and what are the results you are getting. The one that stood out to me was the benefits. I think we do an incredibly poor job at that. And I think we provide a lot of benefits uh, for people working for our restaurant. Again, a lot of training and a management level and a leadership level and a marketing sales. Like, you know, we have them involved in the community, go to the Chamber of Commerce, different events. We send them to a lot of conferences, our managers, the company funds those. So those are some of the benefits we're able to provide for our people. And I think that we need to focus way more on selling those benefits that we're already giving. We're just doing a poor job selling those benefits. So that was important to me. The other thing is the, the Watsi program that he shared that I hadn't heard about. Now, granted, I'm kind of, I knew that there are like tax credits for hiring different kinds of people and things, but I never kind of, we never had looked into it. And so I think that uh, we may be able to benefit from a program like that. So that's definitely something that I'm going to look at um, to see again, if we can get any tax credits. So um, again, the, the more you can uh, keep the dough, the better, right? So uh, that is what we're looking for, especially if you're already hiring people in those particular people groups, which, you know, again, I have to do my own research and I'd like you to do your own research. Maybe you're already hiring those people groups. Maybe you're already hiring a lot of vets or things like that. So, you know, why not get the tax credit, especially, you know, Uncle Sam don't tend to be that generous. So if he's trying to give you something, you want to get it, if you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, those are all that. Uh, be sure to check out Nick and his website on EfficientHire.com and see if uh, it will be a good fit for them to serve you and your company. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Making Dough Show. I hope you found it helpful. Uh, be sure to follow us on the social media world. Uh, subscribe uh, on the show for, on YouTube and as well as on the podcast platform. And with that, let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you. Bye-bye.